You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Poncho Section. And today, we have the pleasure of interviewing an amazing musician, Stephen Babcock. And according to Wikipedia, Stephen Babcock is an American agricultural chemist. He's best known for his Babcock test in determining dairy butter fat in milk processing, for cheese processing, and for the single grain experiment that led to the development of nutritional science as a recognized discipline. He was born in 1843 at, oh, and died in 1931. So this is not the Stephen Babcock we are interviewing today. That Stephen Babcock is a musician born and raised in New Hartford, New York, and now residing in New York City. Stephen began playing guitar at the age of 15 after stealing records from his older brother's bedroom and falling in love with music. Since then, he has continued to craft his skills as a singer-songwriter, recording and performing a catalog of original music, including two EPs and two full-length LPs. His latest album, Fiction, was released in April 2018, and in my opinion, was an amazing album. Stephen, welcome to the Poncho section. Hey, everybody. How are you? I really enjoyed that intro. Thank you. I yeah, it was because so Mike Mike told us just before we started recording. I'm giving I'm giving this all away that he was uh, that he had a joke prepared and he wasn't sure how it was going to go, and I, it started as like it started as a joke and then kind of went right into your bio. So I kind of liked I that liked transition. It. I liked it too. And you know what? It's it's funny because uh, like obviously as you create social media pages for yourself and everything, you like see. When you like Google, you Google your name to see if everything's shown up right. And I remember that came up, and I was like, "Who is Stephen Moulton Babcock? Yep. Who is this guy?" And he, yeah, I think he went. To, he's like he taught or worked at the University of Wisconsin or something. Okay, which is yeah. Why he's got the dairy the dairy test or the mm-hmm. butter fat test. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, he's famous. He's yeah, a, he's a do- big deal. I was doing research for the, this episode, and I, I I saw that, and I was like, huh. In in that moment, I was like, "This could be either a disaster or a really great intro." Well, it's it's truthful. It I is mean, truthful. I, now I want to go back and look this guy up because I had no idea. <laughs> he's certainly a, he's certainly a real man. Yeah, he's a, he's a man. Or he was man. he was a real he man. was. Yeah. There's actually there's another musician who I his name isn't Steve, I think it's Stefan sure. Stefan Babcock. Have you heard of this guy? I have not heard of this guy. Yeah, I, he's a. We got to find him and get rid no, of him. No, he's the lead singer. He's a lead singer of this band called Pup. They're from Canada. Hmm. I've never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, but it's S T E F A N. See, I guess I'm, I think it's pronounced Stefan. See, yeah, I'm a big proponent of the the Stephen with the P H. I always tell everyone yeah. you can't trust a Stephen with a V. Oh, okay, they're very oh. slippery. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, no, but I, I, it's like I remember growing up. Everyone called me, or not everybody. Occasionally, people would call me uh, Stefan, and mm-hmm. it's like it, no, right. it's, it's not. And also, I have a twin brother. So I would get called Greg, which is his name. So it was just like <laughs> nobody's really, calling you by the right name. Really yeah. striking out. Probably we won't call out you Greg. Three. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So you are a musician. That is correct. And so, uh, according to your bio, it was your uh, exploration into your brother's record collection that kind of got you into music. What were some of those records? Um, if you can remember. Sure. No. Uh, totally. Uh, 
my older brother's room was right next to mine. I shared a room with my twin brother uh, growing up, and so, or at least for a time. And, I mean, they have the classic, like, oh, my older brother bought John Mayer's room for squares. Mm. So there you go. That's like the, yo, you sound like John Mayer, you know? Like, that's that certainly comes <laughs> from that moment. Um, when I was probably, like, 12 or 13, I remember listening to that record and getting really into it. Um, my older brother had a bunch of... Uh, Started off with like you know like the Dave Matthews like again like the John Mary stuff and then it kind of worked into like the Eagles and like my older brother was really into Prince. Oh, um, he had a lot of like it was really interesting. There was a time I think um, it felt like Barnes and Noble had like a bunch of records on sale that were like classics or they had a lot of compilations of stuff that was really popular in the sixties and seventies. And I think my older brother had a bunch of you know, records from artists that were of that era. And I just kind of fell in love with that. Um, and was never really like a classic rock guy, but just like, it would be one thing this way, one thing the other, like, you know, uh, he really he had an old America record that he, I think he took from my dad, who then I took from him. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that way. Um, but yeah, some of those things, you know, it's back when, you know, you had like a CD tower underneath your desk oh, yeah. in your bedroom That's and you had right. like, you know, yeah. and, and like that was like a big sticking point in our house. And it was like, you'd come home and it's like, where's my record? Uh, and so you, so you go to somebody's room and there it is. And you're like, oh, why'd you do that? Uh, and then you better we, not have scratched my CD. Sure. And just kind of, <laughs> you know. I was always, you know, kind of with my hand in the cookie jar in his room with the records. But that's kind of how I started, like, understanding what pop music was and what mm. I think real music was. It wasn't just kind of whatever was on the radio. It was kind yeah. of, you know, there was more of an art to it. And that's kind of where I found that awesome. layer. That's pretty awesome. I I'm, Now I'm thinking about CDs, like those. Did you ever have those cases with, like, the, the little sleeves in oh, them? Oh, Like, multiple. It was like a zipper? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I think I, I, I had that, and I lost I my I Cisco CD in that. You you lost yeah, your Cisco CD. Did I you had you had the Thong Song CD. Oh yeah, I had that. Is and there then, another one? Because I don't. You know, I yeah, don't know I, anything. I'm sure the there dragon, is, but man. I just don't. Unleashed I just don't the know. dragon. That was great. I had lost that, and then I think maybe I had Santana's. Um, uh, was that I can't the one remember. with Rob Thomas? Yes. Was the cool. name of that? I think album I had that smooth? too. Actually, or smooth. That's what it was. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was. I, I hope it was. But I know that. that the name of just yeah. I know the, the name of the song, song was yeah. smooth. But yeah, that that those were uh, those were some good albums, and I'm very sad that I don't have those anymore. No, I I think I still actually have those like Word. CD sleeve things. I gotta find that. <laughs> yeah, they're usually like somewhere under some someone's bed. Like and, usually not even your childhood bed. It's like under your parents. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they cleaned out your room. You moved out. You went to college. Right. They cleaned it out. It's somewhere else. Like and you like find it. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. When Macy I, Gray, you know. Yeah. No, that's the thing. When you when I'm looking at <laughs> stuff. Not not about Macy Gray, but, yeah, sure. but just seeing like all these CDs you had and like, oh shit, I was listening to this. Like, sure, sure. There's a lot of that, at least when I go through. And then there's also mixes and I'm afraid to like listen to what's the, on that you know, mix. Sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll come home from, and like, I'm from upstate New York originally, yeah. so uh, I, I, I don't know if it was like nationwide or just, it felt like it was certainly an upstate thing uh, or like a New York state thing. Mm-hmm. It was like super pop punk mm-hmm. in like, I don't know, 06, 07, 08. Yeah. And like every mix I've ever received or made had at least one to five pop punk tracks on there. Yep. And you'll slide that into the, you know, the old uh, CD player in the Chevy Cobalt 05 <laughs> yeah. gold. 
and you're rolling around, you know, town, and I, it's like, oh yeah, these songs are great, and like I, you know, I, I yeah, I don't know. That's just like a like it sounds so silly, and it, but it's like you know, My Chemical Romance. What happened yeah. to those guys? Yeah, well, great. No, I have, fun. I probably have a mix with them on, sure. on there. Like, I yeah, I, it. like I have that same situation. I want to find and just pop them in. My car still has a CD player, so I can just pop that in just to see what happens. Yeah, yeah man, and, and yeah, cringe a little bit, but. Yeah, you know it, the cringe it, is good though. It's good. It's like nostalgic. It's right. Yeah. It's super good. I, I embrace the cringe. Yeah, always. <laughs> so you're from New Hartford, New York? Is it? I'm from. Uh, I was. I. Yeah, I know my bias. I was born and raised. It really was. Um, I was technically born in Albany, but okay. Albany, New York. But really, I, I moved to New Hartford pretty much right after being born. I think I was like three years old, or just just before my third birthday. So really, I spent my whole um, youth, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, uh, in New Hartford. It's a small little town just east of about an hour east of Syracuse. It's really like 10 minutes away from Utica. That's really that's really quizzing everyone who actually listens and is from upstate and is like, what? Most people are like, where the heck is Utica, New well, York? we went to Oneonta. So sure, I had a buddy who went to Oneonta, so, so I went there plenty of times so we know a little bit of upstate new york probably sure. not the best with upstate right. geography but we, sure. but like <laughs> albany we know yeah we know albany, binghamton well, I mean, albany's what i what 30 minutes from oneonta something like that yeah, yeah. yeah i remember right driving there from albany yeah. and so and it, like when we i grew up in new hartford and then when i was 19 my parents moved back to albany because they have mm. like a lot of uh roots there it's where they went to like my parents both went to law school in albany so they just love it there and they still live there now so um certainly kind of always been an upstate guy uh in a way and so that's kind of uh i don't know where the heck i was going with that i was going somewhere with that it's all good you know that's right but point is upstate (laughs) yeah that's where that's where it's from very cool so we got where you started loving music but what is was it about music what what was it that made you go yeah this is what i want to do it's actually there's a story actually perfect Um, oh good there was, uh, I think I was a junior or a sophomore in high school, and uh, I had a uh, a huge crush on this girl named Molly, Molly Gerard. Um, What's up, Molly? And uh, <laughs> I remember it was really funny. I, me, a friend of mine, and I, uh, he played the guitar, and we, he, I played the drums originally. Word. And we were in a band together, and I decided to like sing in this talent show. I sang uh, a Jack Johnson song. I think it was. Do you remember? I think it was the song. Okay. And I remember singing the song, and my friend played the guitar, and I won the talent show. And I went, I could do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was probably. I think I was 15 years old. That was that was the moment I like decided. Oh, I wanted to do music all the time. I started to actually play guitar like just at that mm-hmm. point. Um, was still playing drums. Still play drums now. It's actually probably like that more than even a guitar. But oh, interesting. Um, so obviously play the guitar more than I play the drums now. But at the time, I just when I was fifteen, I just picked up the guitar after doing that talent show, um, and uh, it just kind of never really looked back. I knew I, I was That's like awesome. I love music, and it kind of just made. I'd already liked music. It made me wanted to. It made me want to start performing, which was something I didn't really know I wanted to do until really that day <laughs> that's that's pretty wild well yeah that's like a different feeling too performing sure. there's like a rush that comes with it yeah that like maybe even like i mean playing you know sitting at home playing your guitar you know is fun sure. but you're not but once you're in front of the crowd that's like a totally different feel i mean both of you guys have that experience mm-hmm. of you know being on stage 
with yeah. well you with have an you have some experience uh, yeah. being on stage but not with an instrument right. well except like recital when i was like a kid and probably was what did you play what did, what did you do for uh, so i was uh well i played piano a little bit when i was when i was okay. really young but then i was uh i played the cello for like seven years and oh, i did so the, i did go. this recital yeah that i wasn't prepared for and it was very bad <laughs> okay so but that, but, I mean, but that was one know, moment. But that sure, I, that's yeah. a moment. You yeah, know? I think I, music is all moments. You know. Yeah, I really. Is. That's true. Like, that's very good. Whether I you like want to look at it as like a song moment or you know a performance moment or whatever, like it's certainly a moment driven thing. So there you go. But yeah. I mean, also cello is like I played viola for like a little while. Hey, you, you guys have that in common. Because you know what? Screw the violin. Right. I'm going live <laughs> with this. This is my opinion. Screw the violin. It's out. Viola all the way. But like I played yes, the viola. Tell it real. I played the viola for a while, and uh, you know that was like that's like intense. And the cello is like mm-hmm. it, it's any kind of like orchestral instrument, yeah. Especially string orchestra stuff is like it's a whole new realm, yeah. You know, uh, and I, even now, like I see it all the time with people who are composers and stuff. It's kind of it's almost like being neurotic all the time. Yeah, it's like you have to be like <laughs> crazy, and it's like. And I have so much respect for composers and people who play. Like, that sounds like I'm like trying to dump on them. I don't want to do that because like no. I think they're really amazing, and it just takes a level of like um, obsession. Yeah. And not that and not that other songwriters aren't, but I think when I see a violin player or a, or a string orchest- orchestral player, I'm always like, wow, I'm so amazed by the uh, talent and ability there. Like more so than. As, uh, even some like you could look at Hendrix and go, wow, he's killing the guitar. But sometimes you watch a violin player, and you're like, holy moly, it's so precise too. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, and there's no frets. I mean, you're just like, well, that's the you thing, know, whipping it around. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's you very know, so. different. I find. I mean, I don't know if you find this. A lot of people don't know how to read music. I don't. Nowadays. I know how to read music. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then there you go. Yeah. That's a good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the prime <laughs> example of that. Yeah. That's yeah. That's always so interesting. I mean, not that that's a bad thing. I think no, I sure. almost feel like. It's like I shouldn't have been learning this stuff. I could have like picked up the guitar or something else, done something different. You know, yes and no. Like yeah. I, I think like maybe it's like the same thing. People probably say that like about sheet, like learning sheet music. Yeah. Same with like people who are like, ah, why am I learning music theory? It's like, well, you you do you if you're gonna play music, you need to know these things. Like, yeah. I wish I could read music. I could read music. You know, I know the spaces and the you know yeah. fate was it face and face, then, like yeah. you know. Every good boy deserves fudge or something. Right. Lines. Yeah. Like, oh you know, God, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I know, I know that, but like, that's like the treble clef or whatever. And it's like, cool. Like, you know, yeah. but I, I couldn't sight read like a freaking Bach piece. Like, you know, that'd be pretty <laughs> dope to do. Yeah. You know, well, but. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but it's interesting. Cause like, I mean, when you're a kid, I think it's like, an, it was important at least for me. Cause it like gave me some kind of discipline. Sure. If I was trying to learn guitar or drums for, I would, drums, I just could never do like, dr- like I, Rhythm was always the thing I was bad at. So sure. like, forget it. Like drums are just not <laughs> happening. It took, I think it takes every, people all think they can just sit down. Like, I, I cannot tell you how many times we have, I have my drum kit in my parents' basement now. Um, but even growing up, obviously it was at my parents' house and in the basement and people would come over and be like, oh, I got this and sit down and try, try to play. It's like, it's literally, you don't just smash everything. Like there is yeah. a, a method to it, Yeah, but like it is, and it's really hard, but it's one of those things that as soon as you kind of get the grip of it, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of find a way to balance your hands and your feet, you can pretty much, I think you're, you can immediately be like at least an intermediate drummer. Right. You know, you're not going to be Steve Gadd or anything, but like you're yeah. going to be, you're going to be all right, you know? 
it. It's right. interesting that you say you you were a drummer originally because you could totally see that in in your music now because the rhythm is just this like taken to another level. I feel <coughs> when listening to your music, it, it seems like this overarching kind of musical theme, if you sure. will, is the focus. Because all of your music, you you have like interesting lyrics and they go on to different topics, but the rhythm behind it seems to be this like fun bouncy like it just sure. makes me smile like listening to it and it's it's totally comes off it's, it's interesting that you say you were a drummer originally because i can you can totally see that oh cool in, i you know i sometimes people say that or i've i've heard that in the past but mm-hmm. um i don't always tell people that i was a drummer just because it doesn't it never comes up but yeah i think writing songs too it's like for me maybe it's because the way i write i always need the music first to do before mm. I can do the lyrics. Mm. Um, but I think with that, when I say the music comes first, I think certainly with that is also the, the rhythm. Right. You know, and more often than not, when I'm working on a song, um, the, the beat, the drum part will always come with it. It won't, I don't ever just like, unless it's like a finger picking, like, you know, you know, like backwoods <laughs> country part type thing. It's always going to be, you know, strummed with a rhythm in mind. Yeah. Because that's the music I think that really interests me, at least. And I, I get that music more. It's like it's like speaking my language more than if I just kind of started strumming and it was too... Like, pure folk music, I love it. But mm-hmm. it's just never been the way I approached it. It's always yeah. about getting a bank Because I want the liveliness of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, specifically, like, Seersucker <coughs> Dress and yeah. 5A, mm-hmm. those rhythms that like just starting out it just it's infectious it's it's really cool and i actually had the question what's your songwriting process do you start with the lyrics or the music sure and there yeah, you go certainly, yeah. certainly start with the music um you know because i it just also gives you a meter for like what you want for your verses and your chorus mm-hmm. and, and kind of like if i'm doing something in a verse i don't really want to do the same thing in the chorus and kind of the classic right. like songwriting techniques of kind of differentiating parts so nothing seems too stale. Mm-hmm. But certainly music first. Um, I find if I, and I certainly tried to like just write out lyrics um, and lines first, but it's like I always come back to those and go, this doesn't work and just toss it. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at my, I'll have a, you know, on my phone, uh, I'll have maybe typed out maybe three or four lines of something I thought was a cool idea. Yeah. But like if I try to incorporate that in a song, like it's more likely than not, I'll just end up throwing that entire song away because I'll work on it and work on it and go, nah, I don't like this. And I'll just go to the next thing. The next thing I'll find is like, oh, I'm throwing this part. And then all the lyrics all come out and the song's done. And it's usually done. Usually I'll write a song like in 20 minutes mm-hmm. or less. But I and when I say that, it's always like a caveat because it's likely that the guitar part I played to write that song in 20 minutes, I've been playing for weeks and weeks and weeks and finally was able to come up with, you know, four lines for two, you know, for, you know, for a verse and another verse and then a chorus and then go, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's so, so funny. Because as a bassist, I know exactly what you're talking sure. about when it comes to like starting out with that rhythm section mm-hmm. and needing that, like, you need that, that bedrock to yeah. kind of work off of. That's very cool. Does anyone do it the other way around, where they write the lyrics first and then they like everyone that's really good, like Lee or Cohen, I think. <laughs> really? does, I think Bob Dylan does. Like everyone who's like like because I, I never oh, hear that usually. I I feel like you you're right. I do yeah. feel like I hear people say, "Oh, you do the music first. It's probably because I'm a I'm not that great of a songwriter, and there's way be- like the ones that are like legendary are all like, "Yeah, I wrote this, you know, eight, you know, line." 
you know, stanza, and then I just like tripled it, and then made this huge poem, and then they're like, I just played a G and a C chord. These are some music, you know. I don't know. I don't know the audience as far as if they're like super into music, but like you know. Yeah, we don't really know our audience either, so <laughs> we're, we'll we're find still out. trying to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like they'll put a couple chords to it, and it's like a beautiful, like timeless classic. Yeah, and it's like. Um, you know, the classic, like, you know, for the music nerds out there, like the, the G, the C, the E minor, and like a D chord. It's like the yeah. one, four, five, right, right. shenanigans, you know, one, four, two, five, whatever, um, music nerdy stuff. And then like, they'll have like this beautiful song that'll last forever and they'll make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year off of it. And it's sure. just like, you know, it's all silly. But sure, I do, I to your point, yeah, yeah I think <laughs> a lot of people I know think, even like major pop, songwriters yeah uh, that I think they all come up with at least a beat or kind of a, a melody line like a chorusy melody line musically and then yeah. they layer it and put yeah on it. with pop stars I would have no idea how that works too because don't th- there's also other people involved as well most yeah. of the time so certainly yeah so yeah. like I don't I wouldn't even know how that like comes together like one hit or like even if like sure. after they make it they're like oh this is gonna be a hit like for sure just like this sounds like a hit Sure. Well, you know, I think if if Max Martin is anywhere near the songwriting credits, it's yeah. you know you yeah. might as well start printing the money. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like one of those types of things. But <laughs> definitely. And there are people who are like that in the industry. But yeah, it, you never know. But certainly, there's a there's certainly a formula. Like anyone could tell. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's you like know? it's a pop like formula. And and I feel like it's been like this for 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 a while. I would say. Oh right. yeah, there's all, like, like a, the music industry. I probably. I mean, this is, this since... is definitely your guys' arena. Probably since the, the 50s, yeah, they found certainly. they found whatever the formula is, and then they ran it dry until somebody brought a, along a new formula, and then they were like, well, yeah. let's do that. I mean, the formula changes, I think, like every like 10, maybe 20 years, yeah, probably I'd more like so. 20 years, uh, especially lately. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, but I mean, there's different songs that work, like the 50s was one thing, the 60s. I mean, each decade certainly has its own flavor you know yeah i think especially with pop music i mean other types of music it like certainly changes but yeah that's the thing i think every era like has its like prominent kind of form yeah whereas like now like rock me like where whereas like rock music was big i guess like 60s and 70s sure. maybe more 70s and now it's still there mm-hmm. but it's not maybe like the like you'll hear maybe a couple rock songs like top 40 sometimes sure. like i don't Whenever know if like, fighters comes out with something yeah like something like that <laughs> sure but but for the most part it's like pop music yeah, and I think it's certainly gotten more electronic than yeah. it was. You know, I mean, obviously, '90s pop music is Britney Spears boy bandy stuff. Oh yeah, now yeah. pop music is like you know synth driven, uh, like almost you know, super super melodic synth driven kind of poppy, usually high vocal stuff. Like I mm-hmm. think it's yeah. really echoey vocals. But yeah, yeah, you know, it changes, and I mean, who knows? You know, I think there was a time like in the early really more like mid 2000s before it was like 2010 where i felt like uh like folk was going to be the new pop like mumford and sons and all that yeah, was getting lumineers yeah. were going to be like the new pop music and then that was like two years long but then it was like still this like you know thumpy kind of rhythmy synth stuff has just been going off edm turned into mm. you know from a niche genre all the way to like what is i mean turn your radio on like if you heard skrillex you'd be like all right cool like yeah you know, 2009 you'd be like what the heck is this <laughs> right right no can i curse on this podcast yeah oh of course okay. oh right. yeah yeah you'd be like what the fuck is this no go 100 you know? percent. yeah this is not no yeah. one's censoring us okay yep. <laughs> we do what we want sure sure so speaking of, like uh going slightly back to songwriting and, and lyrics please correct me if i'm wrong sure. but from from listening to 
said and done and now fiction. It seems said and done was this kind of like falling in love, lots of love <coughs> songs, and fiction was seemed more of like maybe not, not necessarily a breakup, but like getting over someone. Sure, am I? Am I, I, am I, am I not wrong? Am, okay, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> no, certainly. Um, they're they're said and done is certainly more uh, lovey dovey in a way, and fiction is obviously in, in nowhere near that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's lyrically not at all a surprise. Um, said and done is interesting because um, it, each time I make a, a record and t- title it, it usually has multiple meanings either to me or for what it's trying to get at. Said and done. Some of those songs in there were some pretty old. They were either on a pre- prior record or they were okay. kind of songs I had been kicking around for a while, and some of them were newer. And so part of it was getting those songs done so I can say I'm said and done with them. Like I'm done mm, with them and getting. Oh. I'm not going to re-record them. I'm like these are over now. These I had played them live for you know two, three, four years. Some of them, mm. like it was like we're just going to retire these now, right? Like, and memorialize them in a really. I thought like a, a better way than I had any other time. Um, and then the other thing was obviously like some of the songs were about someone I had dated like a long, a long time ago, like when I was in college and we had broken up before or like right after I had left college. Mm. And I made that record, I think like, I don't know, probably three years after that breakup or two years after that breakup. So it was like taking those songs again that were old that mm-hmm. then is kind of saying said and done to that relationship and that right. whole situation as well. But yeah, it was more upbeat. It was younger. It sounds it sounds youthful, yeah. I guess. And uh, it's not. It's more simple. And also, the recording process for that was way different. We kind of single tracked every every instrument and every part. So it wasn't like we we I mean we literally did it line by line. You know, which took a long time to do. Uh, but it was the cheap, cheapest, or at least we thought it was going to be cheap. It really ended up not being as cheap as we thought, but it was still cheap. Yeah. And we did it with my friend uh, Cody Ron, who is the drummer in my band now and kind of the producer, you know, extraordinaire on everything that I do. I kind of always bent his ear um, for help on everything. Um, but we did it in his, partially in his house, partially in his studio space, partially um, at other people's studio spaces, and then we kind of just got done with it. So that's said and done. Fiction... Um, the that record is certainly about a particular person, but not necessarily explicitly so. In some in some cases, certainly. Um, <laughs> in other cases, less. But you know, um, yeah, I, I wanted to write a record that I thought was more Americana in feel and more genuine in feel. I think more honest. Right. And um, that record, we also all recorded pretty much live. We did all the recordings in one day. Um, wow. We did overdubs and stuff after with keys and and other guitar parts and. Whatever, but we did all of the main tracking and the vocals in one day. Just be- and it, it kept it kept it really fresh. It makes everything sound really cohesive, I think. And it just is, um, yeah. I I just like the way that it, I mean, yeah, it just came out way better, <laughs> you know. And I think when I listen back to the said and done, and then I listen to fiction, I'm like, wow, I actually like really <laughs> enjoy this. And you know, I guess everyone's always gonna like their newest stuff and hate their older <laughs> stuff. You know, like Radiohead yeah. says that like every six months. You know, <laughs> um, but like that's certainly true with this, and I'm really proud of it. And I think yeah, there's some growth there for sure. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, because Lord knows I don't know how to just answer someone's question and not ramble. No, it's perfect. Um, ramble. This is this is <laughs> podcaster for <laughs> rambling for sure. Uh, yeah, said and done is a lot more light. It's a lot more. At least, especially in, in spots, there's, mm-hmm. there's certainly brightness to it. Where fiction is more, uh, you know, there are some songs that I certainly wrote and I was very angry, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's all tongue, in a way, it's all tongue in cheek. It's yeah. all, 
with a good laugh. I wanted it to be relatable. So I think in a little bit of sadness, a little bit of darkness, I think everybody can relate to that. And I yeah, wanted to absolutely. carry that into that record. And I, I think I did. But you know. I think you totally succeeded because fiction definitely feels like a much more mature album, sure. both lyrically. And I'd say also uh, it's interesting that you say it was recorded kind of in one take, essentially, or mm-hmm. not one take, one session. <clears throat> one session, yeah. Where it does kind of have that sort of not necessarily stripped down but it just seemed you have the essentials there sure i yeah i wanted to keep it uh i don't want to say bare bones because we mm-hmm. certainly added a lot of you know other layers but like when we went in and we just kind of went in with a real distinct game plan like i think yeah. we knew when we were going in like i wanted to recreate the flavor of a lot of the americana records that i love like I, my favorite band is this band named dawes mm. yeah. um and okay. i i love those guys and Everything they do, it seems whether they do it or not, I think they do it this way. But they all like go in a studio. They all go to different parts of the studio. They will, they you know corner corner things off or like the rhythm sections in one room and the vocalist is over here and the, whatever. And they all record live. They play the song like they're playing it live. Yeah. And I think I mean I'm I'm glad people seem to people seem to be liking the record. Um, but I think the best way to experience my my music and my songs is to come see it live. And um, I think we were able to sort of capture that feeling in this recording because, you know, I'm playing it and singing it and doing this and I can see the drummer and look at him and he's counting it, you know, counting it out and like looking at me and chuckling and that makes me want to like play better and like work harder at it and, you know, we're enjoying it. It's, it feels like just tighter, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I mean, did you expect to have it all done in one day or was that just like a, a fluke thing? You know, I had hoped that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, w- but when I say all done too, it's like when I, it, I really mean like get all the bass layers. So we got all the yeah. drums, bass. No, I, I said all done, so don't worry. <laughs> no, no, but I, even, I think I probably said it too. But you know, that I wanted to get the the like eighty percent of it, seventy five percent of it done. Which, yeah. So that's the drums, the bass, the electric guitar main part, the organ sounds, uh, acoustic guitar, and vocals, all just done. Mm-hmm. And then we layered on pedal steel and mm-hmm. slide guitar and um, some other like grittier stuff. We did backing vocals later. Okay. You know, so we had some moments where we I used an extra studio that my friend has actually in Queens. It's like the only other time I ever come to Queens. <laughs> um, I'm, I've never out in Queens, which is like a running joke with my friends. But anyway, Queens um, is cool. Come out to Queens. Yep. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so we were here out in Queens finishing the record up. But yeah, we kind of just did that. We did most of it that one day, so it also takes like if you multi-track an album, it's way it's more precise. You can like really narrow in on everything, but it, you lose some of the soul of it, I mm-hmm. think. And like I wasn't gonna go in and and like be like, man, this one note on this one solo, it's like or like, oh man, my vocals on this one chorus, just I gotta throw them all. Like it would have been a nightmare. <laughs> and I just, you know, I remember again the drummer Cody. It, he's kind of always been like the producer and always been like kind of like, you know, the guy kind of like looking at you like, bub, come on. Yeah. You know, he's always like, listen, we can let this one slide. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, cause I'll go, I'll go insane and I'll nitpick every little note and every little, like, is this good enough? Is it good enough? Is it good? Will the Columbia records like this one, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever. And like, he'll be like, listen, bub, just make the record and people will love it. And I, yeah. you know, that I think that was a hard process to get into but once I mentally resigned to that and like, yeah. you know, bygones be bygones, so to speak, it, it just like made the process way easier. 
That's so, so awesome. Yeah. I mean, no, that's that's good that you have someone like that too that yeah. can kind of keep you. I guess keep you in check yeah. with like stuff. Like, no, it's it's gonna be sure. fine. <laughs> I but, hope he listens to this because he's yeah. gonna be like, I'll put. I mean, obviously, I like I'll be like, oh, I was on this podcast or whatever, and I'll post it. And he, you know, he he checks my like Facebook. He checks. He's he's in a bunch of bands. Yeah. He's really really active. And like, shout out not only to him, like every guy I play with: Alex Manier, Jeff McLaughlin, Andrew Miramonte, uh, Declan Rosikoff singing vocals. Like every all those guys, like I'm literally nothing without them. They're so wonderful and so good to me. So hopefully they're listening and they get a chance yeah. to hear this and Cheers. they uh, they know how much I like distinctly love the shit out of them. But especially with Cody, who has kind of talked me down, you know, from the ledge. I think mm-hmm. multiple times, <laughs> musically, so to speak. Right. So that's very cool. It's yeah. cool that you're able to like have that group to rely on. Yeah. And actually curious enough from said and done, there was, you had a, a female backup singer, mm-hmm. uh, looked at uh, Amy J. Yeah. Does she return on? The- um, she doesn't actually just because it, it's not for any like bad blood or anything. She just is so busy. She gotcha. was doing, she's also a musician in her own right. Mm-hmm. She has her own music that she does and she's again, amazingly wonderful. Um, we met actually Amy J and I met at an open mic. Um, and uh got years ago now probably like 40 years ago now <laughs> and um she was just like one of the nicest people i ever met and she offered to do it and she would sing live with us a lot but then she got real busy scheduling wise it just didn't work out so then uh jacqueline uh Rostikoff, who i sing with now um she used to work an old job with me and <laughs> i knew she sang and she'd always want me to come over to her house like after work and like her and her boyfriend would be hanging out and she would want to like we would just for fun like you know open some beers and sing like civil wars covers oh, okay like not for and not to perform them just just for the hell of it you know yeah. just in her like apartment and it was just like this was really entertaining and then when when amy got really busy and we couldn't necessarily sing with her as much i was like oh let me call jack up and she was so on board and uh she was able to just kind of slide right into the team and has been a part of it you know really ever since and she was we i've been singing with jack for well, I guess like, well, at least the last year. I, I have to ask her. She's a heck of a lot smarter than me. So probably, <laughs> I think it's like about a year or so. Um, but yeah, she's been great. And she's, cool. uh, she's all over the new record. So Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and before we forget, yes. I mean, I know we're not at the end yet, but we have some, I guess, dates to plug, right? Because well, this oh, will yeah. come out on... This should be coming out on the 28th. Yeah, so I've been we, really bad with like the dates. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> so so we are going to miss oh, your Rockwood I, show you know, that's it's coming funny. Up. It's yeah. funny... Uh, Whenever this does come out, it's funny because I on the way here I was creating a new poster for all the summer dates that I have. Oh, perfect! And I don't want to like bore the listener with me rattling off a bunch of dates. But no, no, do it. Bore them. I'll be Borum. I'll be going on a uh, a summer tour um, or whatever you want to call it. It's not like officially. Usually, like if I have like a tour, I'll be like, it's a tour, guys. You know, yeah. it's like three dates. Like this is pretty wild. <laughs> but like, so uh, I have a show. Uh, on June 23rd, but I guess we're going to miss that. It'll be at Rockwood. But then yeah, the next just show... go is, in your time machines and go back. Yeah. Go yes. to the June 23rd show, guys. But then on uh, June 28th, uh, which I, well, that's when this is coming that out. That should mm-hmm. be coming out today. So if you're listening right now, just head on over to, what is it, SoFarSounds.com. So far just head on over. Doing a New York City So Far Sound show. Uh, then uh, July 7th, I'll be doing a show at Rockwood Music Hall, stage one. Oh, perfect. At 10 o'clock. Uh, and then it should be July 14th. I'll do, be doing a So Far Sounds in Nashville. Uh, and then uh, July 17th, I'll be... So, that, yeah, that was the 14th. The 17th, I'll be at the basement in Nashville. Uh, there'll be a bunch of more sh- a bunch more shows coming 
the week of the July 15th through the July, July 20th week. I can't seem to talk right now, but that's uh, they're all going to be in Nashville. We haven't announced anything yet. Um, we're kind of finalizing some things up. I don't know. At this moment, I don't know where we are with those, but it might be announced soon, so just stay tuned. Uh, July 21st, uh, Press Club in Huntington, West Virginia. August 5th, Rockwood Music Hall again. It's part of a songwriter's round. It's really cool. You should check it out. Um, August 9th, I'll be playing at Grand Illusion in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. August 11th, I'll be at Knob Hill Winery in Clear Springs, Maryland. And then August 24th, uh, I'll be doing a show in Philly. It's a house show. There'll be more details to come. Um, there's probably going to be more dates announced, too. But uh, that's just me looking at this image that I made no, uh, to pretty... keep track of everything. Perfect. So, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. awesome lineup. So have you been to Nashville before? You perform out there? I've been I've been to Nashville before. I've performed there just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it, like, yeah. you know, a lot. A lot. Um, it's an amazing town. My buddy just moved there from New York. He moved down there. Um, it's really funny. He's from Italy. His name's Luca De Fabio. Um, and he is from Italy, like born and bred. He came to America to like study music. And mm. I don't know how old he was. How old were you, Lou? I know, Lou, I know you'll be listening. <laughs> I think Lou is like, uh, uh, Luca, uh, he was probably like 21 when he got here or 22. Okay. And he like, he learned English because he spent some time in London and then came to America. Damn. And his, oh, English, wow. is, his English is better than mine. <laughs> like, um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he, so, but randomly he's like, I'm done with New York. I'm moving to Nashville. And he only went one time and he went with me and my friend Brad, uh, to like do, we were doing a, a tour around the Southeast and he just went that one time and then he's like, yeah, I like it. I'm going to move here. And he did. And he like loves it. And he's, it's <laughs> like, he's, he's, you know, certainly one to watch and he's hilarious and he's a great, he, he makes excellent music. He's a great like rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's super artistic. It's like a clothing line he's doing. Oh, Coolest man. dude in the world. Luca DeFabio. Screw DeFabio. my music. Go check out Luca DeFabio. He's <laughs> rad as fuck. Check so out go Luca. check him out. Luca DeFabio? Yeah, Luca. Cool. Luca space D-I space Fabio. Like the guy with the hair, F-A-B-I-O. Luca that is DeFabio. a very Italian sounding name. He's very, like if you, and it's great because when his, like his family occasionally will come to New York and like he'll, his, he's got a really uh, wonderful sister uh, who's friends with like all of our friends and stuff. And they'll talk to each other in Italian. It's like, it's so like, it's inspiring. <laughs> You're just like, this is beautiful, you know. Yeah, I get so jealous of people. Anyone who can speak more than one language, really, <laughs> I'm very jealous of. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely doing that Duolingo, and that's uh, doesn't do much. Yeah, because you have to speak it. That's the thing. Like this guy lived in London for. Oh. He lived. Yeah, he like he he didn't speak a lick of English. Yeah, and moved to London. Yeah, just knowing only Italian. That's what you got to do. And he like picked it up, and it's, it's like this really interesting trick, and I. Wish I had learned this like when I was taking like Spanish in high school. He'll read books in English. Yeah. And if he comes across a word he doesn't know, he'll highlight it. And then oh, he'll go so back good. later after finishing the chapter or whatever. Um, and he'll like he'll look it up and then he'll like make a note of it huh. and like how to pronounce it, what it means. And then it's like part of his vocabulary and he'll like try to use it. And it's like he's it's just like so like that's that's genius. So that's, smart and I never would have thought no, to do that. That's, that's so but all uh, of that sounds right. It sounds yeah. like exactly what you should be doing. Yeah, exactly. But. If only I could go back and tell like my younger self how to pass Italian. Yeah, you know doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. That's the way. Yeah. yeah so do you have a favorite place? This has nothing to do with Italian. Or <laughs> uh, but do you have a favorite yeah. place to uh, perform like you've been I know you've been on a few tours so is yeah. there like a favorite state favorite uh, city um I always love playing in the southeast I think just because um 
it always feels I just feel very at home there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the music obviously is very southern in flavor, so it always works there. Yeah. Um, I love the Carolinas. Uh, my family. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of family originally from from Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where my girlfriend's uh, from. Or oh, where she's like. She, she lived there for a while. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a great town. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I have some friends, great friends in Raleigh. Oh, um, nice. You know, I love I love the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, did obviously Tennessee and Nashville is great. I've played a couple spots in Tennessee. The Southeast in general is where I'd, I'd love to perform, just because I feel very comfortable there, um, and everything always goes well mm-hmm. there. So every time I get a chance, I'll always you know sneak away for whether it's a couple of days or a week or two weeks or whatever. Um, it's just, it's especially the so far scene, like getting involved with so far sounds for those people who don't know, like so far sounds, they like put on house concerts and small venue shows. And like, it's like secret until like the day of, but people can sign up and like, you could go and you could see my ugly mug. You could see like Ed Sheeran <laughs> showing up. Like I did one in DC for their like big anniversary, and Ed Sheeran was there. Oh wow! wow. Um, I did not get to meet him, um, but he was like around, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty rad." You didn't get to meet him? I did not. I was performing too. I didn't get to meet him. Oh shit! Which was That's a BS. bummer. But so far, DC also excellent organization. Like everyone I've yeah. ever met at so far, nothing but good things to say. You That's know. Great. Uh, and so like they they've been super helpful, also opening the doors for the southeast. To me, at least, um, and then obviously playing venues there. But it's hard to it's hard to say what's my favorite place to play mm-hmm. in New York. It's certainly Rockwood Music Hall. But outside yeah. of that, anywhere really in this, you go below, you know, DC. You go below like Richmond. You're like, or include Richmond, whatever you want to do. It's like you're in the money for me. I like love it. I'm Fair. all about. Are it. the audiences different in those places? Um, certainly, I think you know, Southern hospitality is certainly real. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly believe that, and I think that goes to just people being more interested in interested in you. I'm more interested in people like that. You know, mm-hmm. I want to talk. Like, if someone's gonna say hey to me, like, if I'm like, well, who are you? Like, what's your deal? And right. they're like, usually, they're usually like the nicest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, um, my last tour was kind of sponsored by Narragansett beer. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. And um, Very cool. we would during the tour, <laughs> during the tour, we were do- we stopped in Charlotte yeah. for a so far sound show. And I was doing this thing where it was like if somebody bought a T-shirt or a record, uh, I'd give you a can of Narragansett with it, just you know because. Yeah. And um, this this one girl, her name is Liz. She's like my girlfriend and I were at the birch table hanging out, and she introduced herself to us, and she's like, "Yeah, like I'm a musician. I'm like I play in this rock band." She ends, she's actually like the coolest girl. She looks like uh, Ellie. She's Ellie Golding. Oh, okay. But she's like a badass rock drummer, and she was there with her boyfriend. She kicks ass, and she was just like. So she started hosting some other so fars, and she was always like calling us out, like Steve, bring the Gansett, you know, like whatever, <laughs> like really funny, like it's just things like that, like you know, I I love New York, but everyone's kind of on their own thing. Yeah, you know, everyone's you know people don't want to maybe break out of their shell. I mean, I'm also wildly shy. Like, I think I don't like to meet new people. It's hard in New it's York. Hard. Even though there's a yeah, lot of yeah. people around, it's like a misconception because yeah, everyone's kind of in their own world. And it's like, it's tough. Whereas like mm-hmm. in the South, I feel like when I've met people, they're all just like, cool, I'm here, you're here. What's your situation? How are you doing? You yeah. know? And then they're like, you know, everyone's always willing to go grab a beer or eight with you after, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, they're just super fun. And that's just one example. Like, the folks that run that so far, Charlotte, are super sweet, you know? Uh, I've done shows where, like, the bartenders in the Southeast is, like, wild crazy, but they're super nice. Like, I've never really met anyone in the South that was was ever, like, real, real nasty. Um, You know, I've toured a bunch, 
northeast, southeast, and you know, you, you I've certainly played shows where people are like, you know, kind of rude or like out of like you're just kind of like sheesh. Yeah. Enough with this. Um, but every time I go to the south, I've never played a show where I was like, gosh, I just want to get out of town. You that's know? really interesting. Yeah. That's at least that's my my experience. Like, no, I mean, great. some people are like, I played this show in Alabama and it was awful. Well, everyone's gonna have like, like you know yeah, different experiences you know, too, and it could yeah. be you know for whatever reason. Yeah. So do you? Go more for the intimate kind of performances as opposed to maybe playing for a larger crowd? Like, what do you prefer to play for? I mean, I'd love to play for the biggest crowd. I mean, if I could freaking go to the Radio City Music Hall and just sell the joint out, yeah. you know I'd do it. <laughs> um, touring, it's easier to play smaller shows because it's mm-hmm. just me and, you know, maybe my girlfriend. And uh, now I have a dog. So it's like you can bring the dog, too. It's like... You beat me on that question. I saw you. I yeah. saw you post something today. I was going to yeah, ask you. Ju- I just got a, <laughs> a, a, a small uh, girl baby corgi puppy. Her name is Julep. Julep. Like mint julep, but her name is Julep. That's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. And uh, so, uh, yeah. But it's like when you do when you tour and it's smaller shows, you can kind of get away with that. But I'd much rather, you know, 10 out of 10 would rather play with my whole band on a bigger stage. And it's hard because we really only can do that in New York right now. Yeah. Or because setting up shows out of town, you know, everyone's always like, you get the classic, you know, like, oh, you're at a certain level in your career. It's like, what are you going to do next? Well, you should tour. Cool. It's like, well, try to convince a venue, even in like Philly. Yeah. You know, it's it's literally 90 minutes away from here. You know, they're like, ah, well, what's your draw? I don't know, like 10 people. Uh, yeah, come back in three years. Like, you're yeah. like, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? You know? Yeah. It's so, it's super hard. You have to like meet other bands and then like, or like what I've been doing is trying to like contact other bands that I, that think would be interested or seem similar and like getting involved that way to try to bring the band out on the road so we can bring some of that flavor. Right. But certainly if, if it was up to me, I'd play the I'd play with the band all the time. But when I tour it's usually solo and then when I'm playing or like a duo, like my you know, when I'm in Nashville, my buddy will play guitar with me too. Right. Uh, but when I'm in New York it's almost entirely full band. What are homebody sessions? So long story short, they're like a little video cover session that I decided to do. Basically, after my record came out in April, <clears throat> I didn't have any shows for the month of May. Mm-hmm. And I was like pulling my hair out because mm-hmm. I was, you know, for me, playing live is kind of like the lifeblood of why I do this. And I, I love it. Yeah. And um, I was I was just bored. And I got to give it credit. I was kind of just really bored and like I was trying to write songs. And I just felt very unaccomplished and uninspired. Yeah. And uh my girlfriend was like, why don't you shoot video? Why don't you do something? Like, mm-hmm. why don't you do something in the house? Like, I'm like, that's a great idea. And so we kind of came up together with this idea to, um, she has a, she's a, she has her own thing. I'm going to shout it out. Uh, at Opal Lens Photo, I believe is what it is, uh, on Instagram. Please check that out. Uh, it's really cool. Um, she has a photo page and her name's Lindsay uh, Del Grosso. And she films these sessions and we just do them in like the corner of our apartment. Um, and it's just, co- I didn't want to do, I mean, not that it might change, but I didn't want to do any of my music. I wanted to only do covers. I wanted to only do stuff that I thought was either funny or interesting or entertaining or something that somebody might get a kick out of that's not just, hey, I wrote this song, like, check it out. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, because I felt, and I felt like I was always doing that. I am always doing that, and I know that. And that's unfortunately part of the way the industry works. When you're like an indie artist, you have to be screaming at the top of your lungs on social media, <laughs> like, check out my show on yeah. Saturday. Ah! <laughs> yeah. You know, and people like, people get tired of that. So I wanted to put on a crazy shirt or a hat and, you know, sit in the corner of my apartment 
and play uh, a cover song. And so we've done two, two so far, and we release them uh, every Monday on Instagram, and then the full video is on Facebook on the, my music page. Okay, cool. And uh, we did uh, The Guy That Says Goodbye to You Is Out Of His Mind by Griffin House, which is a cover I pretty much play live all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we did Irreplaceable by Beyonce, which nice. we did <laughs> last Monday. And then we've got another fun one uh, coming up this Monday. Um, and I mentioned it on Instagram, but certainly always taking suggestions for stuff. A really great fan of mine, uh, Ben is his name, uh, and he always comes to all the shows, and he's really sweet and just like the coolest guy um, also. I'm very, I feel very blessed. Like I, I, the people that have come and been a part of the music that I've done, like it's really hard. It's like the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But the people who stick around and are a part of it are are wildly kind. Yeah. And very sweet and loving. And this one guy, Ben, his he and his family are like they're from Long Island and they're like the nicest people and they come to all the New York shows and they know all the songs <laughs> and in my back catalog stuff is not even online anymore. They know it all and they, they're great. They're so wonderful. And he's always like giving me new ideas for stuff, but my point of saying all that and just trying to give him a little shout out too was that if people want, they can always just go on any of the sessions or just DM me ideas, even if they're crazy. Like I'll at least listen to you. I might not do it, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember there's a video on YouTube from years ago. I did uh, Bubba Sparks' Miss New Booty. You're taking all my questions, man. Oh, really? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Well, here, I'm just rambling it's, and now, it's like, now I'm thirsty. Yeah. I got, yeah, we should crack open another beer. Yeah, here, I, can I, may I? Yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a while. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna think of covers. That's really funny because I, I was gonna ask. I, I found that on 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 Stephen's YouTube channel, and yeah, I was like watching. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is like very cool. Especially, oh, I think there's a. Um, oh, perfect. There you go. All right. We're go. drinking beers. We're drinking beers. <laughs> and this is like a behind the scenes thing, which is in front of the scenes, which is And you guys should grab know. beers too unless yes. unless Thank you're you listening sir. in the car, in which case do not Please do, do that. Not. Yeah. If you're driving, then yeah. don't drink and drive. But also thanks for listening. It's like, also anybody we're... who's listening right now. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Except if you're drinking and driving. Yeah, please don't drink and drive. Sorry, I had to grab a beer. It's, if for those of you who are or are not in New York, it's we're in New York City and it's hotter than yeah, it is. God ridiculous. knows what. It's and that, so it's that are, New York humidity. These are nice, yes. and, uh, these are nice and chilly and they're cooling Perfect. us down. Perfect. Thank so. you so much. I, I feel like a terrible host here because we made our guests go up and get us <laughs> beers. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. But yes, no, I'm the guest. You know, my you know my girlfriend and I we always have this thing. We always laugh about it. We always go to we try when we, when we get invited somewhere. We go to a party. We always try to bring something. You know, and we always talk about how our parents were always like, "Get to bring something." And like we go to parties, and people don't bring stuff. I was like, "Who is whose person? Who invited this? Whose man's is this? <laughs> who invited this person?" You know? right. And so I, you know, and I, you know, can't for I've known you for a while, so it's it's always nice to be able to you know meet up and not you know not necessarily you know working or doing stuff right. like that. It's great. So it's the least I can do is bring a couple of beers yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, it's right up? no. I, I feel the same way though about like a party thing. But sure. you got to bring something. Bring a sandwich. Yeah, bring a sandwich. Bring yeah. a six foot sub and, and share got, and, it. And cut I don't it up. Know. And, yeah, share it with you the know, party. So everyone wants a sandwich. Which bring? I mean, bring. You, you go to a party, and it's like someone's like, "Oh yeah, we're having a barbecue in the back." It's like, why don't you just bring a couple of hot dogs? Are like what two dollars? Yeah, bring some hot dogs. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, anything. I don't know. Yeah. Well, even like, well, it's always weird if you bring like a six pack and then there's like 20 people at the party or something. You're like, well, I didn't know, but you know, yeah. I got, I, I came well, that's something. That's what I'm saying. Though. Something, you know, yeah. I, you yeah. know, I don't know. And now I just sound like an old man. No, like no, no. A crotchety no, old perfect. man. No, no, we, can, no. we could do this. Yeah. this and it's perfect because if, if, <laughs> if music doesn't work out, you can become a party planner. Well, you know, great. yeah, it, my, all the parties I'd ever have were just literally like just me and like a 12 pack of Bud Light, like, hey, and, like mm. two other people, and just going, like, oh, how about those bills? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about a little bit about football before this. We were started. just really about the teams, though, nothing, not sure. diving in like too yeah. much. Well, like, see, so here's the thing, like, uh, I literally, I feel like I live and breathe the, the mighty Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. I like love them so much. My favorite shirt. This is my. I'm wearing actually my, my favorite T-shirt. It's like a. It's got a huge Bills helmet on the back. I don't know if you saw that. It literally no, takes up the actually. entire back of the shirt. Oh wow, that that's gigantic. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. It takes up the entire back of the shirt. And, yeah. Uh, my uncle gave it to me when I was like 11 years old, and it, it's like a large. Yeah. Uh, so at the time, it was too. I mean, it kind of felt like my uncle was sending a message, like yeah. you might be a little overweight, Steve. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think like all like time, relatives do that. It. They they give you, know? you like yeah huge shirts. Yeah, but yeah. I I grew into it and uh, I've had it and I just loved it. You know, and yeah. then I, my girlfriend is also from Buffalo. Okay. So growing up, I always liked the Bills because my mother is a like a Bills fan in my house. My dad likes the Giants. Okay. All right. And he likes the Bills too. And then my mom loves the Bills, and we always watch would watch. The Bills games, and then we yeah. watch the Giants games on yeah. Fox or whatever it was. Yep. And then that obviously made me like the Bills. And then I went to college and went, to, and, you know, in Syracuse. Then you can certainly watch the Bills. Yeah. And uh, you know, then it ended up that I'm dating a girl who is from Buffalo. So then it's like, well, of course now I go to I go to the Bills games. I have a pair of Zubas overalls <laughs> for those folks who don't know what Zubas are. It's like a zebra stripe pattern. It's like huge in Buffalo, and it's in red and blue. And I wear those to the Bills games. I wear them to the Bills bars. It's like you know, it's <laughs> my girlfriend. Actually, it's funny. Uh, she said to me, she's like. When the the Bills season ended and it ended tragically because they went to the playoffs and then immediately lost yeah. this year for the first time in but seventeen they made years, it. they made it. Yeah, they they lost. And then I remember my girlfriend. I mean, jokingly, but said like, "I feel like what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do now, Steve? The Bill season is over. Like, are you gonna be able to live for the next six months?" And I was like, <laughs> "You know, I don't know. You know, it, but it's really, uh, I you know, I like baseball. You know, I like the Red Sox. Surprise." That's oh, a, interesting. Ooh, that is an interesting yeah. one. Actually, my cousin is from Boston, so I, and I never really liked baseball, and so uh, he kind of got me uh, into the Red Sox officially, and then I started going to Fenway Park, and was like, "This is." I've always awesome. wanted to go to Fenway. That's one place I've it's, always wanted to go. It's really like if you like baseball, even if you don't like the Red Sox. Like, I'm a Yankees like a, fan, yeah, so I, I certainly I, I might get hurt, but still. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's really like a it's like you know Wrigley or like Camden Yards or whatever. Yeah. It's like a church of baseball, right? You know, right. and I think like you get in there and you you can just taste the history, you know, um, which is it's just places like that. I'm a huge history buff too, so even if I didn't like baseball, it's like entertaining. But the fact that I like the team makes it all the better. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy it still exists because a yeah. lot of like like that stadium and and Wrigley Field, right? Wrigley Field, I think, is the oldest stadium. It's old. In, Camden in Yards, the, I don't know. That might even be oh, that, oh, that, that yeah. old yeah. Uh, Orioles one. But those That's are the only old. old stadiums. All the other ones have been like wiped out with new ones. Yeah. Even Yankee Stadium, which is Yankees. super depressing. I still call uh, what is it, City Field Shea. Sure, you know but, I get that. Yeah, you know. Well, that'll happen. But City Field, <laughs> City Field's actually a nice ballpark, though. It's a beautiful it ballpark. Nice. Yeah. 
Beautiful. And it's like, again, it's like very affordable to go. Yeah. That's the one thing I think that New York, I've never really lived in any other city, so I can't really say one way or the other. But yeah. I feel like New York, what I love about it is that in the summertime, you know, all those fails, meet the Mets. You know, yeah. go out and see the Mets. Yeah, yeah. You watch the Apple come out and they get a home run. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, do a laugh. You know, the Mets are. I think that's, you know, baseball is one of those classic New York things. Like, yeah. With the Yankees, it's obviously serious powerhouse stuff. Yeah. And then with the Mets, it's like uh, win the game, <laughs> lose the game, have a hot dog. It's, Mets. It's, you know, it's like it's, it's fun, good. You know? It's good to go with like a group of people yeah. too, because it's like cheaper than a movie ticket nowadays oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And you just go. Well, it's like a well, great night do out. You have, do you have movie pass? I do have movie pass. I do too. See now, yeah. see now, yes. we're movie pass. Yeah. So, you know, now we're mixing it up. Yeah, you gotta have the movie pass. If you don't I have know. a movie pass, you're screwing. You're messing it up. They make you jump through hoops though. Like they they add they like really another do. hoop every week. They they're do. Like, they do. They're like now because like I went. I, I got there and they're like, oh, you have to update our app first. So I'm like sitting there like updating the app and then like having to check into the movie before you actually go and like yeah. swipe your card, or whatever. And then they added something else where now you have to take a picture of your ticket stub. Seriously? You have serious? You, yeah. I mean, what's the last? When's the last time you guys went to the movies? I went to the movies like uh, I wish uh, my girlfriend was here. She'd know. Probably. I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Okay. I went. May? I went like. A week ago so this must be like an extremely new development because i'm like checking into the movie and then i'm like what's this now like yeah take a take a picture of your ticket stub and like send it to us or like it automatically goes to them whatever right, sure but they said you have i forget how much time you have to do it like you have like 30 days i'm like i better do it now because like i'm not gonna remember or what? to do this what will they do yeah, what are they gonna charge or the, yeah i have no idea like, i did not know that yeah. that's that's yeah. I actually yeah that's i did not know that that's like actually kind of so like they just keep like I like it because like you see one movie a month and it pays for itself, but it, they keep adding like one more thing, sure. one more. It's just it's yeah. real. It's kind of funny. Like it's it's like a slight annoyance, but it's just like it is so cheap. I feel like the amount of times that somehow we end up talking about Movie Pass on this podcast, we should be sponsored by them. Uh, I don't know. Somehow they don't always get sponsored. I don't know. Know. I don't I was waiting like for the sponsor that. break. I was waiting for like the the, the mid, you know, the, in the middle of the show. We're still we're still waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting. We used to start the, each podcast with a fake. We do fake Advertise. sponsors. Yes, fake sponsors. But now, now we're trying to make plays for some real sponsors, so we're trying to take things a little more seriously, I think. Yeah. Try and get something. Yeah. We'll, sort of. we're, we're going after Squarespace. It's going after Squarespace. <laughs> Everyone's loving Squarespace. They make a mean website, though. Yeah. I, I love, gotta be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we, that's we, what we, we use. Our, yeah. yeah, we have our website. We love Squarespace. Yes. Actually, what was, I saw something online that was making a joke that um, the podcasting community or the industry was about to crash because everybody ended up buying a bed because every single podcast is uh, sponsored by like Casper or sure. one of those be- mattress yeah, that's true. Uh, companies. A friend of mine so has, has a Casper and it's like the best bed they've ever bought. Is really? it really? Yeah. It's I, I have another, good. I don't have a Casper, but I have another like mattress in a box company. I forget what it was. Sure. It wasn't Lisa and it wasn't Casper. Oh, okay. It was, I think it's called George. Bro- no, <laughs> George. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's Brooklyn Bedding, I want to say. Is I mean, it Brooklinen? Maybe. Maybe that's I what. didn't know if they did mattresses or not. I see them on the subway all the time. I know they do sheets and whatever, but I didn't um, know if they did bedding. I think like it was, an actual bed. I think it was called Brooklyn Bedding maybe was the company. Sure. So it was like a but it was the same idea. Mattress in a box. You like open it up and it rolls itself out. Yeah, but they like yeah, but I live I actually live in my apartment looks exactly like this, just flipped. Okay. So I had, and I'm um, four floors up. So, okay. so, but they left it at like the bottom 
of the stairs, so I have to lug the mattress up. <laughs> sure. So that so that was fun. But it's still, it's it's a nice, it's easy. But yeah, it's funny how they got into like the podcast game. Yeah, I like mean, our podcast them. was once sponsored by Bernice mattresses. Bernice, yeah, which is bugs. A, a fake. Yeah, it's a fake <laughs> mattress company that uh, sells We're used mattresses. Sponsored by bed bugs. Yes, <laughs> and they can't guarantee that. <laughs> Yeah, how did we get on this I tangent? No I, I don't know. We should we should probably uh, we were bring talking it back. about all kinds of silly stuff. Yeah, we're talking about movie pass, and then we got into mattresses and. But yeah, yeah, so what? Where? How can people find you? The best way I think is kind of either on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. It's facebook.com/slash Stephen uh, Stephen with a ph Babcock Music. So facebook.com/slash Stephen Babcock Music. Also on Instagram at at Stephen B Music. I don't really use Twitter because really, who does anymore? Mm. Um, but that's also at Stephen B Music. Keep it, you know, consistent. Um, also, StephenBabcockMusic.com. I try to update the website as much as I can. The dates for the shows that I just listed off earlier, hopefully, will be on the website soon. So if they're not already up there, they should be up soon. Uh, but feel free to check that for any tour dates. Um, and also, please uh, check out the music on Spotify. Uh, Stephen Babcock, right on Spotify. You can find me. Uh, if you follow, too, it, it's amazing what that does. I, I wish I didn't have to tell people to follow me on Spotify because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like if you're average, it's so funny to say that. It, but either way, first of all, follow on there. It means a lot. But I talk to people all the time who are like just like people who use, users of Spotify. They're just using it, the service. And they're like, yeah, I have like three followers. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because like, why would anyone follow another user? It didn't really, I mean, I guess if you had like somebody else's playlist, yeah. like cool, but like yeah. it's not Instagram. So like you're like checking their <laughs> right. content, yeah, you know? And so it's like, I'm, and so I'm out here like, I'm an artist, please follow me. And they're like, sure. And people are usually like, sure. And it's like, <laughs> I don't see why not. Cause you know what? I can't, that's the, the, maybe it seems wacky too. Like why would you follow people? But also I like that because if people do follow me, mm-hmm. They hear about my new releases. They hear about all this new, this new stuff. But I don't like send them like if I if people, someone follows me on Instagram and they like legitimately hate my guts. They're gonna see a photo of me like every three days. Right. Like if they <laughs> listen to me on Spotify and follow me on Spotify, they could do that and they could like basically forget I ever existed. Yeah. Because really they'll never. They might know if I put new music out. But other than that, like they're. They're not going to be bothered. They're getting bombarded with stuff. It's yeah. not. It's not like a mailing list where yeah. you, you yeah. want to like unsubscribe or something. And like yeah. I have a mailing list. Subscribe on yeah. stephenbabcockmusic.com. Just yeah. go to the part. You know, yeah. I got to do that. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Please, um, please. But do. you know, and please, you know, follow or whatever and subscribe to that stuff. Uh, I don't. I try to like as a mantra. Like if I'm directly messaging people, to not do that like more than once a month, unless there's like a lot of going on. And even then, I rarely, I rarely ever use it. I really don't try to do that because I think. I mean, they always say. Like you listen to like I mean how many freaking podcasts are like make a mailing list they talk like this they come up to the mic and go make a mailing list connect with your fans yeah and it's just like yeah but it's like I also get some of those and I'm like I don't even remember going to your show yeah like who are you you know (laughs) and it's like I don't want like if somebody wants to do that I'll send them an email and like you know great that's awesome I'd rather somebody send me a message like I oftentimes again in a lot of ways really lucky that. Fans of mine, especially older fans, like yeah. who might be in their late 30s or 40s, might send me a message on Facebook and be like, when's the next show? I'd love to come. And it's like, talk to me that way. I'll get back to you in literally 30 seconds. Yeah. I sit at my desk when I, because I have to work a day job because I'm poor and I, <laughs> music is like, hopefully, someday it will be a job of mine. But right now it's, I'm subsidizing it with other income. But, you know, I'll sit at my desk all day and just kind of like clickety clack away. 
I see one of those on my phone, I'll immediately stop everything I'm doing and answer that person. Yeah. You know, what you know, what who whoever it is, wherever they they're from, you know, uh the new record when it came out, like this guy um came to a random show. I didn't even know he was there. He never introduced himself, but he later wrote to me on Facebook. And he's like, "Hi, I'm a journalist. I'm from Brazil." Um, and I want to do a, like a little post about my time. I was, he's like, I was in New York for a long weekend mm-hmm. and I want to post about your show in that long weekend post about, you know, eating and drinking around New York and doing entertaining and stuff. And he did. And then like all of a sudden I had like, you know, 50, 60 new listeners from the middle of Brazil, you know, wow. on Spotify. And like, That's great. It, so people like that, like as much as I'm all for the mailing list, like I'm all for someone just say, like, I'm not. I'm not selling the garden out. Like you don't yeah. have to worry that someone else is like looking at the page. Like if you want to get in touch with me, you certainly can find me. Yeah, like, it's not hard. I'll answer your question, <laughs> even if you're like being a clown. Like I'll at least give you a laugh. Right. I'll send you a smiley face. I'll right. do a chuckle. Just acknowledge it somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I'd rather I'd rather people reach out that way. But people can always obviously email me or or uh, join a mailing list. Join the join the mailing list. But certainly contact me on Instagram or Facebook. I use Instagram all the time because mm-hmm. it's really it's really the one platform I think everyone uses. And then obviously Spotify, there's always new music, so I cannot stress enough. Like if you like what you hear on Spotify, listen to the record on repeat. Yeah, freaking you know, follow the music page. Um, I'm gonna give a warning for the Spotify because I've I've listened to a bunch and I've had Seersucker Dress, Five A, and Cape Cod stuck in my head. Like every time I try to go to sleep for the past like few days, I'm like, I just want to go to bed now, and it's just playing over and over again, and like playing over and over again for a good reason because it's a they're all great songs, but it's like those are some earworms. Those will get stuck in your head. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's, like that. that's the hope, you know. Yeah, I mean, not, not to list. give someone insomnia. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but, uh, the, the to hope, hope. You know, to hopefully get it stuck uh, in somebody's head. Hopefully, ruin your yeah. life. Yeah. Hopefully, no one sleeps. There you go. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, exactly. No, but it's it, they're. Both albums are really incredible, and yeah. we can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah, no, it's been it's great. been a blast. You know, like unfortunately, I probably get it from my mother, but I'm a wild chatty Kathy, and I'll yeah. just ramble for days. And, no, that's good. You know, that's what we want. For yeah, this, you know, then we'll we not, have to do less. Work. Yeah, well, I would feel like too if you had like like I was I don't I you, you listen to you listen to podcasts or mm-hmm. I love um, Studio Q by CBC oh they're really that's interesting great. people like you know musicians and movie people and whatever mm-hmm. and some people will come on and go yeah and then they'll just like they'll, lean, oh, up, they'll no. lean away from the mic and they'll just be like yep that's pretty good you know D- don't ask you Billy know? Bob Thornton any questions yeah like if you know what I'm freaked, talking yeah, about yeah he freaked out for that's the studio that's a, that's some deep Studio Q oh, yeah. oh wow, right I don't there. know about this I gotta check this out yeah he bugged out on the host it was hilarious oh, he was like real fantastic. angry about it that was um, ridiculous super funny I like um, stuff like that though I wanna yeah. check that out really it was very funny um, but yeah no I you know. I, I love listening to interviews with people and Netflix just added uh, or at least they, I think they added more of off camera with um, Sean Mendez I think his name is or Sam Mendez it's like huh. and they do they have an interview series usually with actors yeah um, but they had Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes on there they have Blake Mills who I also like adore um, and they just like her on there chatting it up and yucking it up and you know I, I'm just happy to talk to somebody about I could talk for hours about music and writing songs and what music means and all that silly boys stuff. I'm I'm all for it. You know? Will you so, have to come back again? Yeah. You know? Listen, as much as you'll have me, it's I'm, yeah. it's a who you know I it's um it's it's good that I moved to uh, uh, the Upper East Side. Everyone knows where I live now. Uh, I live on the Upper <laughs> East Side of New York now, but uh, I used to live in Bushwick. 
Yeah. Because I was cool. You know, yeah. I think here's the... I got a bone to pick, All sort right, of. here we go. Here's just, just, one, one, just one quick thing. Yeah. People, you go anywhere else, especially like I was saying, I'm in, in the Southeast, and you go like, where are you from? Where yeah. do you live? Yeah. And they're like, if you say like, if you say New York, yeah. people know, they think Manhattan, yeah. obviously, and they're like, okay, cool, that's cool. New York, it's pretty, uh, how's Times Square? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, get out of here. It's like, <laughs> but if you say Brooklyn, people think you're like wild cool. You could wow. live in the dumpiest place and they're like, oh, you, they will never know, obviously. Yeah. Like, you, I could tell someone, like, I live in East New York. And they'd be like, wow, that's so cool. I'd be like, you're going to get shot. If you live in East New York, you'll get killed. <laughs> like, I have a friend who lives, a buddy of mine, uh, his name is Gastor, nicest guy, family guy. Uh, he's got his whole family out there. He's from there. He's from East New York. He reps it so hard. But, you know, he's not a white guy. And he yeah. lives in East New York, and he's like, it's his vibe, right? Mm. Like, but I would never go there when the sun sets. No. I'm a grown man. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm about a buck 90. Like, I could, <laughs> I, I, I can hold my own, but I could never, I couldn't vibe in East New York. <laughs> but, like, if you, if like, people don't, like, understand that. And it's like, people all think, oh, you got to live in Brooklyn to be, like, a cool musician. And it's like, I did that. I lived in I lived in Harlem for two years, and I lived in Bushwick for two years. And Bushwick's just, Bushwick's cool and everything, and like, oh, cool. I'm I'm part of the zeitgeist. I'm yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> I watch girls sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like you know. But then it's like you leave that, and you're like, oh wow, the trains run. Yeah. And, yeah. And up in Manhattan, oh, the trains things, the things the trains work, work here. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this this bar that there's not three people in serves ice cold beverages. You know, like this yeah. is great. You know, yeah. like th- I can get a chicken wing and it's not gonna be like you know, it's not gonna be like I feel weird like eating food in this place. Yeah. Like because as a upstate guy, as a Buffalo Bills, I gotta eat a wing on a oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah. sure. You know. <laughs> yeah, do you do you miss being in Brooklyn at all though, or like the and, music scene or so, anything? The, and the thing is, while while I was like just finishing my second year in, in Bushwick, my girlfriend was also living in Brooklyn. She had just moved to Brooklyn at the time. She lived in the East Village, which is arguably like the best place to live. Um, and then, sorry, I'm like doing a burp because we're having beer. That's cool. um, excuse me, but we she was living in the East Village, and then she moved to Williamsburg because it was close to where I lived, and she. And I were about to move in together, so she was finishing out her lease, and she like did a, like a little short lease in Williamsburg, and that's like rad. Williamsburg is obviously really cool. It's certainly like the Times Square now of Brooklyn. She yeah. lived off the Lorimer for the those oh, New yeah. York yep. for those New York folks. She lived off the Lorimer L, so it was like more low key. She didn't live off Bedford or anything, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like bananas. <laughs> um, but like, and the, there's so much to do there. It's great. There's a lot of arts there, and it's like for a lot of my friends still live in or some of my friends still live in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. like to go to shows there's really cool and yeah. it's obviously there are certain things that are more affordable than they are in Manhattan but like I miss that and I miss some of the art stuff but like mm-hmm. I like that I can like get on a train and be you know like my parents can come to visit my apartment now you know like that's yeah. and uh, that sounds like such an old man no, thing to say no I understand but, like that. my mother's not my 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 old Irish mother is not going to come to Bushwick. Right. You know, she's not like Irish, but I mean, you know, she's not, you know, Irish Catholic mother is not going to come, you know, get in a car and uh, come to Bushwick. Like she's right. going to be like, you know, what is she going to do? Like right. my block literally had a laundromat on it and then it was just houses and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then they put in like a corner store the last two months that I was like living there. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. I woke up every morning too. Like and there was an elementary school across from our Bushwick apartment and it was like it was like it was really like a house like it was really like there was a bottom floor a middle floor and a top floor 
and there were each three separate apartments, but they all had like three bedrooms in them. Every morning I woke up, I could hear on the loudspeaker a little kid going, I pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like just every morning at like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, I'd hear that and I'd go, well, it's time to get up. Yeah. You know? That's school starting. You know? right. And now that was, you know, so like, it's so funny to think about now, but like, you know, where, where I'm at now on the Upper East Side, it's just like, you know, you walk the train, I'm, you know, going somewhere and I'm like there. And yeah. That, I don't worry that like, it's just, there's just a lot less worry. Right, you, you can know? get anywhere easily too, so it doesn't really yeah. matter, yeah. you know, at that point. Amen. Yeah. Well, it is brutally hot in this room. It is. Sure. You folks don't know, but we know. It's it's warm. We've yes. probably lost like a few a few pounds. No, it's good though. It's been good. Yeah, it's good. It's um, like a sauna. Yeah. It's nice. I don't know. We have anything else? No, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Um, just remaining? um come out to the shows if you can. Uh there's plenty of shows uh, on the website at stevenbabcockmusic.com, uh Facebook.com slash Stephen Babcock Music, or check out my Instagram at, at Stephen B Music. All those Stevens are spelled S T E P H E N. <laughs> um, check it out. Uh, come say hi. Send me a message. Um, let me know if you want me to cover a song that you love on the Homebody Sessions. Uh, we release them every Monday. So please let me know uh, before Monday uh, if you can so I can have a chance to record it. And if you have a crazy shirt and you want me to wear it, send it to me. If you can just send me a message, I'm not going to say my address on the uh, podcast, but you can let me know and then you can send me something and I'll wear it too. Uh, try to have a little laugh with that so anyway that's probably it that sounds you know real silly check it out on spotify See? fiction came out uh this april april 2018 so be sure to check it out on spotify uh it's five tracks uh it's americana it's about uh a girl who's kind of a piece of shit um and you <laughs> check it out so uh, there you go <laughs> excellent perfect right. well thanks again for doing this and we're gonna have you back sure. again soon Any, anytime guys anytime awesome all right well thank you all for listening and we'll catch you soon peace <laughs>